Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. I'm Janice Cohen, and I am so happy that you're here listening to today's topic, the agreement and the sacrifice. I use this concept to help clients understand why they do what they do and how they can begin to change the decisions they make and develop more self-confidence and self-respect. Using the agreement and the sacrifice concept in session helps me identify my clients' patterns of behavior that negatively impact their quality of life. If I were to ask you if you thought of yourself as a sellout, I bet you'd flat out tell me, no way. Some of you may say yes. And some of you would be on the fence about whether you really are or not. Look, no one wants to admit that they're a sellout, yet we all sell ourselves out for one reason or another. It could be for a big result like paying an insane amount for rent for a gorgeous office that you really can't afford so that you'll see more high profile than you really are. Or a smaller exchange where you let an offensive comment that someone says go so that you can avoid confrontation. What's interesting is that we do these things repeatedly until we realize that doing this causes us distress. At that point, you have the opportunity to change your behavior develop some higher standards for yourself, and make agreements that serve your highest good instead of your immediate gain. There have been many times over the years that, well, honestly, I've kind of sold myself out for immediate gain. And on a conscious level, I really wouldn't have characterized it that way. But unconsciously, I knew that all was not well with me when I made those kinds of decisions. I knew that I was pushing a part of myself aside to achieve a goal that I believe would relieve some degree of immediate discomfort or pain. One way to understand my concept of the agreement and the sacrifice is by looking at archetypes and how they impact how we think, feel, and behave. Carl Jung, a famous psychoanalyst, first developed archetypes to explain the universal characters in all of us. Caroline Mace, a popular New Age author and theologian, identifies four archetypes that are central to all of us. These four are the primary archetypes that are ever present for each of us. They are the child, the victim, the prostitute, and the saboteur. The child, victim, prostitute, and saboteur are all deeply involved in your most pressing challenges related to survival. Each one represents different issues, fears, and vulnerabilities that you need to confront and overcome is part of your soul's contract. Each of us is guided by a soul contract uh, that's made before we were born. And that contract contains a wide variety of agreements regarding everything that we're intended to learn in this life. It comprises not merely what kind of work we do, but also our key relationships with the people who are here to help us learn the lessons we've agreed to work on. Each of those relationships represents an individual contract that is part of your overall 
sole contract. It may require you to be in a certain place at a certain time with a certain person. This doesn't mean, of course, that free will plays no role in your soul's contract, because at any given moment or point of choice, your contract may provide you with an opportunity for growth, and it can come in the form of a challenge at work, the dissolution of an old relationship, or the formation of a new one. So as I talk about today's topic, just keep all of this in mind. Your soul has made agreements before you've incarnated into this world. If you follow my belief that our soul's contract with the experiences and people to grow, then you come to see that these four archetypes are really your most trusted allies, which can represent spiritual as well as material strengths. They can become your guardians and will preserve your integrity, refusing to let you negotiate it away in the name of survival. Keep in mind that like all archetypes, their energies are essentially neutral despite the negative connotations of their names. Although the child itself sounds positive, variants such as the wounded, needy, or orphan child have similar negative tonality. In another podcast, I'm going to dive deeper into the archetypes, what they are, which ones you have, and why they exist in your life. But for the purpose of this podcast today, I'm going to focus just on these four. And most specifically, the prostitute the part of us that's the sellout. None of us thinks kindly of the term prostitute, I know, and yet from this archetype, we learn the great gift of never again having to compromise our body, our mind, or our spirit. You may have already reached the point in your life in which the prostitute has matured, where you could finally say, you know what, I am not for sale. The prostitute engages lessons in the sale or negotiation of one's integrity or spirit due to fears of physical survival or for financial gain. It activates the aspects of the unconscious that are related to seduction and control, whereby you are as capable of buying a controlling interest in another person as you are of selling your own power. Prostitution should be understood as the selling or selling out of your talents, your ideas, or any other expression of the self. And the core learning of the prostitute relates to the need to birth and refine self-esteem and self-respect. We prostitute ourselves when we sell our bodies or minds for money, or when we compromise our morals or ethics for financial gain. That may include remaining in a marriage or job that endangers our well-being for reasons of financial security. Caroline Mays asks us to think of these four questions in identifying this archetype, the prostitute. One, have I ever sold out to people or organizations that I didn't truly believe in? Two, have I ever remained in a situation that offered me financial protection because of a desire for financial security? Three, have I ever put another person in a position of compromising him or herself in order to gain power over that individual? Four, Have I ever bought another person's loyalty, support, or even silence in order to have my way? Other questions to ask yourself are, have I ever offered to help another who is weakened by his or her prostitute archetype? Do I judge others because they find themselves continually compromising themselves? Do I think of them as weak and myself as a better person? When you examine how prevalent this archetype is within you, 
You'll soon realize how you've compromised yourself over and over again. If the prostitute archetype is an active force in your life, like the client I'm going to tell you about, then you might want to pay attention to how you can mature this aspect of yourself as I share my thoughts here today. My client will call her Mary, which is not her real name. She entered therapy with me to understand why, uh, why her life was the way she was and what she could do to change it. Especially, she wanted to change her relationship with money and rebuild her business. Mary and I had been working together for some time, and one day she called me in a panic. Her tire was blown and the rim was shot. Her car was rendered useless. She not only couldn't physically come to the session, but she couldn't get around town to do anything. Mary has constantly struggled to have enough income to live on, and the challenge with her car only made her financial and emotional struggle even more pronounced. What was interesting, though, is that even though she had been struggling financially for years, she found a way to fix her car. Each of us makes agreements with ourselves to sacrifice some part of us to get what we think we need. We pretend not to know that we're dancing this dance, but deep down, we know that we're giving up one thing to achieve another. With each agreement that we make with ourselves, we trade some part of ourselves. And it's not always in an unhealthy way, but in many instances, it is. Some people will sacrifice calories to lose weight. Some people will sacrifice square footage of a living space to drive a better car. Some people will sacrifice their social lives to pursue the feeling of significance from their work. Some people will sacrifice their pride to make peace. And some people will sacrifice success to maintain neediness. We all sacrifice something in some area of our lives to get more of something else. My client Mary is very skilled in her field and very well known, but she doesn't have much business and is struggling financially. She's in 30K in credit card debt. She has 20K in other debts. And she usually says, I rob Peter to pay Paul most months to pay her mortgage. We've worked on a number of issues over time that impact her financial situation, including her relationship with her archetypes and how she allows the four primary archetypes to undermine her progress and success financially time and time again. You see, Mary was selling out her need for immediate financial security and trading it for her desire to have autonomy to be her own boss. Desperate for money to pay her bills, Mary would cry frequently in session about how she felt trapped in a financial prison. She desperately wanted to get out of debt and have a successful business, but she wasn't willing to make the necessary changes to financially recover. Her saboteur often ruled out suggestions that I'd bring up that could usher new revenue in very immediately. She cried, I want help, but she truly wasn't ready to take the steps necessary to change her life. And she'd say, nope, I'm not gonna do that. She would often hear her colleagues say how great she was at her job, but she rarely received referrals. She remained dumbfounded by the reasons why. And her victim archetype often complained about not getting business and that other people were mean to her. Look, it is very scary to know that you don't have enough money to pay your bills. We all can relate to that. And it's another thing entirely to intentionally stay stuck in the black hole of inactivity and inaction.
So I spoke with her about the concept that I developed years ago called the agreement and the sacrifice and of the four primary archetypes, the victim, the child, the prostitute, and the saboteur. And I helped her understand, understand how all of these archetypes are contributing to her current situation. So I asked her what she most valued for herself. And she said, freedom to be my own boss. And because of this, she made an agreement with herself. This is the saboteur archetype. I will sacrifice other revenues of income, avoid jobs that my ego says are below me or beneath me, and even risk becoming financially poor so that I can honor my value of freedom to be my own boss. And she also made another agreement with herself. And this is where her child and victim archetypes played front and center. I will cry to myself and others and repeatedly express my story of suffering because I don't know how to get love and connection from others without my story of woe. So after I identified these agreements for her, I said to her, Mary, help me understand your tears because I'm really confused here. You see, you've made these agreements with yourself to be autonomous, but the way you're going about doing it is causing you pain. I'm trying to understand this. You value having the freedom to be your own boss over financial freedom right now. And that is what's causing you pain. Does this make sense? And she just looked at me. You aren't willing to let go of your story of woe and create a new one that allows you to find better and more profitable avenues of, to earn a living. And you haven't reached a breaking point where you're ready to take massive action to change your situation. You're still in a significant level of, of discomfort, and I get that, but you're not in intolerable pain. Otherwise, if you were, you would do whatever it took to create financial security for yourself, because honestly, that is the real priority. You need money to live on. You haven't hit rock bottom with your pain. So for now, the only option for you is to find a way to make peace with your agreement or to find another agreement. Mary looked at me with confusion, with that all too typical look of the deer in headlights. I could see that internal struggle that was playing out within her right in front of me. She wanted to take charge of her life, but she really wasn't willing to do whatever it took. And in some way, couldn't identify how to silence the archetypal voices that were talking so loudly to her. Tough love on my part? Well, maybe that's kind of how Spirit uses me with my clients. They use me very directly. But Mary needed to bring these internal conversations out into the open and expose how unhealthy these conversations were among her archetypes and how it was negatively affecting her. Exposing the internal dialogue to Mary was the only way that she was gonna make changes in her life. She had to know what she was thinking so that she could learn to change her thoughts and focus on something that would bring pleasure not pain into her life. Can you think of agreements that you've made or are making that are causing you pain and distress? Have you tried to fully accept them and make peace with them, even though they're causing you pain? It's hard, isn't it? Because you really can't make peace with something that's causing you pain. But you must either make peace with it, or like I told Mary, you have to change your agreement. If you're unhappy in any aspect of your life, look at that agreement and what you're giving up within yourself 
to reach that outcome of love, of acceptance, of survival, of significance, of safety and certainty, especially financial certainty and whatever else you feel you need. Too many of my female clients and friends have married men who are the breadwinners only to find themselves financially destitute because they fail to develop a career of their own while they are married. They realize that while not having to earn the money has been really nice, they haven't developed that part of themselves that feels accomplished and they feel embarrassed about it. Or they get divorced and are now royally screwed because they never finished that degree, they never worked, they never developed a trade or took risks on behalf of their need to have independence or accomplishment. A number of my male clients hop from one bed to another with different partners, having sex with multiple women until they're older, and then they find themselves alone and without companionship because they never developed that relationship muscle when they were younger. Maybe they were too scared to become emotionally intimate with someone, or they were too self-centered and mature. Other clients say they want to live up to their potential and living a fulfilling life, but they keep doing the same thing over and over again, only to get the same result. And then they say that they hope or believe that things will change without taking massive action or investing in themselves personally to grow. These are just some examples of how people sell themselves out for some kind of gain, but what they ultimately lose is self-respect, and that is a big loss. But what if within your agreement you gave up something or someone and it leads to happiness, even if you have to go through a period of struggle to achieve an ultimate result? Some examples of this are if you're happier with your social circle and you've cut ties with those people who really don't contribute to your happiness. Maybe you're in a healthy, loving relationship and you've sacrificed the habit of settling for less than what you want in a partner and you only accept a partner that treats you well. Maybe you're, you've met your desired weight goal, but you've sacrificed eating unhealthy foods and you've begun an exercise routine so that you can achieve good health and feel good about how you look. Or maybe you're working on a book, a business, or something else that's personally meaningful to you, and you have perhaps sacrificed time to accomplish those things and learn how to prioritize your to-do list to match your ultimate goals. So I want you to ask yourself, what is the agreement or the agreement you've made with yourself to achieve a certain result? And what have you sacrificed to experience that feeling? And what was the ultimate result that you wanted to achieve? In life, change is influenced by two factors, pain and pleasure. Each of these falls along a respective spectrum. When we experience something incredibly pleasurable, we want to do whatever it takes to maintain that level of pleasure. It's kind of like a given. We think, we feel, and we do the things it takes to reinforce that pleasure. For example, those of you who exercise regularly know the endorphin rush you experience from exercising, as well as how exercising allows you to feel awesome psychologically and really pushes you to eat very healthy and keep up healthy practices. But let's talk about pain. Change doesn't happen until we get to a point where the pain we feel is absolutely intolerable. It's like we can't take it anymore. 
And when we feel this type of pain, our agreement isn't working for us anymore and something has to give. So it's at this precipice that we grow or we die a slow daily death. That's our choice. What I tell my clients is that anything outside of that intolerable, intolerable level of pain is along a spectrum of discomfort. Mary didn't realize she had made those agreements with herself. She also began to panic about thinking that she had to lose everything for things to change, her house, her car, everything. Could the mere act of anticipating any of those losses push her to the point of taking massive action to change her life? For most of us, just imagining these major losses spurs us into action because we so very much don't wanna lose them. And unfortunately for others, the loss must actualize to get us to change our lives. I told Mary that if she has the capacity to resolve the issue with her car, which she so desperately needed, she has the capacity to change any aspect of her life. I also shared with her that the feeling of urgency she had to fix her car didn't really seem to exist when it came to her financial situation. Here was the difference. And notice if this happened to you in your life. She felt the desperation to have more money, but not the urgency to do whatever it took to create more income. And I really want you to think about the difference. We can all feel desperate to lose the weight, to have more money, to grow our business, to be in a relationship, to do something, we can feel desperate. But if there isn't urgency, we just feel discomfort. Most of us fall into this category when we want something to change. We just feel discomfort and desperation. So we don't take the necessary actions to change our lives, right? So I mentioned losing weight. You know what? You may feel desperate to want to lose that 10 pounds, but you don't change your eating habits or you don't exercise. Maybe you want to earn more money, but you don't change your business model or, you, you know, you don't financially invest in a mentor or uh, in a coach to get strategies that really could propel your business forward. And maybe you choose to stay in a job that you hate rather than finding another one that could help you achieve your financial goals. You see, it all comes down to this agreement you make with yourself and their sacrifices that you're willing to make on behalf of that agreement. The right kind of sacrifices feels invigorating and exciting, not painful. Don't be the person who sells yourself short for immediate gain, who stays in a relationship and cycles through it with a breakup and then a reunification only to delay the breakup pain, right? So don't delay that, don't delay Letting go of what or who doesn't serve your best interest to skirt short-term discomfort. Step up to yourself and make an agreement that ushers in happiness and long-term peace. You'll most likely need to make some major adjustments to your daily routine and develop new thoughts and a new action plan. But imagine the cost if you don't. Imagine what you will continue to lose and even other things that you will lose if you don't change your patterns. You'll experience constant struggle and you will constantly feel unhappy. And you may already know what that's like. But if you do adjust your agreements, you gain one of the most important things, self-respect. And that's a pretty awesome payoff. You can't buy that. 
Thank you for listening today's, to today's podcast. I hope you found the topic helpful. If you're struggling to understand why your life conditions are the way they are, look to see how your archetypes show up negatively to influence your thinking and decision-making in your life. And really think about how you could use them on your behalf instead of to your detriment. And for those of you who would like to find out more and perhaps even work on this aspect of yourself, work on these archetypes, give me a call at 404-558-3971 and we can set up a time to talk. Or if you'd like a reading around a specific issue in your life, love, relationship, health, business, or to connect with someone who's passed, reach out to me at www.janicerkohen.com or call me at the number that I just gave you. It would be my pleasure to support you. And of course, if you're enjoying these podcasts, by all means, go to iTunes and rate and review. I wish you a wonderful day, a blessed week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes.